Update on our daily poll question. What will Mike Leach tweet about next as we welcome you back into the 11 o'clock hour? What The new Pusha T video is very confusing. I'd go check the new Pusha T video out. I had to explain that to you. I you, felt had, hip. you had to explain it to me. For a brief moment, yeah, I, I felt hip this morning in the yeah, sports pit. No. That's important. I'm, like with music, everything's old school to me. Yeah, I just don't listen to anything new. I don't old listen school. to a lot of new stuff either. As much as I, I try to. I try to yeah. seek out new stuff and listen to it because I think that's important. Uh, 32% hand lotion suggestions. 26% he'll tweet about Donovan rooting for Mexico. 28% saying now that but the next thing that Mike Leach will tweet about, uh, where's my mug at the Coog? You uh, still have uh, time uh, to vote right now. Jason Puckett, 20, uh, there on Twitter. The suggestions uh, of things that we left out are highly comical. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I haven't seen. Are, are there oh. some good suggestions? Oh, yeah, there's some. What do, what do you have for well, us? There's, well, a couple. Some that you can read, some that you can't? There's Actually, I can't read many of them, uh-huh. but they're funny to me. Okay, like, I, I just can't. Uh, we are underway in Russia. As Spain, Jackson's team, is taken on, I've adopted them today because I want Spain eliminated in our World Cup draft. Jackson has Spain. I was ridiculed for my team, for my teams. And uh, and all of a sudden now, well, I'm looking okay. Uh, uh, gas is looking fine. Yeah, can I but, ask? But uh, soccer guy over there. He looks like he's going to finish last. Soccer guy struggling. Now, well, can it's I ask early, him? first off. Well, yeah. it's I, early. I, have a, I have a scoring question. Are we scoring this on total points for all of us? Is no. that who's going to win, or is it just who picks the winner? Just who picks the winner. Because I think scoring on total points would be kind of interesting I to see. I think it would, too. I That's not how it would We could do points. both, though. We could, you could do both. We, we can do both. Keep track of that. Let's see uh, who has the best. You're going to finish last in both. Because here's the issue, is that if we do total points, then then how does that work, especially since some teams are going to play more than other teams? Well, yeah, then you get eliminated. Assign the points. Assign three. You know, Assign the same way. But that's the point, and, and that's it. Yeah. So the, the, the guy who if has your, if Germany's eliminated, then you're you're. Well, how many points did they have now? Well, they yeah, have zero. So that that would make sense to just do very oh very gosh. simply. The winner of the tournament is the winner because they're likely going to have the three points anyway, and that should be uh, yeah, right. No, it's, it's, I, it I, might it's be probably different. all going to equal no, out. I think anyway. it's, it should be total points because we've took we took three teams. I think it can be both. Okay, yeah, we took three fine. teams. I don't want his, his two of his teams to get eliminated, and then he picks one, and then the winner. He's not the winner. Well, see, here's but let's the, say I have three teams. I had we or you had three teams that had a massive amount of points. You picked a better squad. You have two, three, and four. Maybe yeah. one one guy has one, the winner, and somebody else has Anyways. two, three, that and five. Get the audio. Here's, okay. here's what I wanted. We're all rooting. If you if you're on if you're rooting for Team Puckett, you're on the good guys. We're rooting. <laughs> yeah, as Spain is taking on. My favorite, my adopted team today, Iran, and their mascot, the Iron Sheik. Tag yeah. team action. As a result of that, we have singles oh, matches coming up this Monday night. Greatest it's going to be Corporal Kirchner, as you know, Nikolai Volkov, going against this man, the Iron Sheik. Welcome back to Miami. Thank you very much, Min. Intelligent American in Miami, wrestling city. Anytime I go, they respect the Sheik. They said, welcome to the Miami. But the dumbest one, the fattest one, I saw the big American flag, and everybody called USA, USA corporate commissioner. Remember, you punk. I call you a punk. I just want to know what Olympic gene corporate commissioner been. How many people corporate commissioner he beat you in America? No. All American wrestling city, Miami. We're going to find out one more time. The Aron Sheik always the best and still no. going to be the best. Russia, number one. Iran, number one. What do you want to ask me? You well, I, you know, what the Romans do is the Romans do. Uh, actually, uh, Miami is in the good old U.S. of A. And certainly you're going to find that out. 
Oh, you know. God, the Iron Sheik, the legendary Iron Sheik. And Okerlund and was the best. Oh. I mean, there was never anybody yes. better. The side the side eye look he'd give you while they were talking that kind of let you know that he yeah. was in on the joke, he was brilliant at his job. And uh, and here's the best thing about it. You guys know that he's on Twitter, right? The Iron Sheik is still with really? us. Right, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, you, you know can follow, I follow me, in, and right now you can follow him uh, at the Iron underscore Sheik. Wasn't he the guy that would say the USA is not okay? Wasn't that one of his yeah, big USA is not okay. USA is not okay. Uh, he just he, he tweeted two hours ago. God bless Vader forever. He also he he chimed in. <laughs> this is the best part. He chimed in on the Dwight Howard trade today. Oh, did he? Yeah, Dwight Howard equals jabroni. <laughs> okay, good. There's the Iron Sheik. If you yeah, want, yeah, yeah. if you'd like to follow the Iron Sheik, go ahead and. and <laughs> hey, I've got some. Big I love news. his Monday motivation. I can't read it on the air. I've got big news for you. What do you got? I think you'll. I think you'll fall in line with this. I saw a story yesterday. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal that um, that baseball caps are now you know really out of style. That wearing it signifies you're immature and you're a frat boy and nobody. And I'm thinking to myself, baseball I'm thinking, caps. No, when I listen to this. I'm thinking to myself because cargo shorts also out of style. So you and I have gone back to being fashion iconoclasts instead of trendsetters. Because we'll wear cargo shorts and hats, and we don't care if I they're don't in wear style. Cargo shorts. You never wear cargo shorts. No, never. No. Well, then I'll be an iconoclast, no. and you can That's be a, a little That's a little follower. I, I just was talking to Bucky about that earlier because I was wondering, you know, cargo shorts on the golf course. Because I have a buddy that wears cargo shorts on the golf course, and we bust his balls all the time. Why? They're awesome. Because they're cargo shorts, and they're too big, and he's got puffy ah, cargo shorts, and they're everywhere. You need a, I need a place to put all the things I have to carry. It's called a golf bag. I'm not going to. No, then, then you're, you can't find anything in there. I like being an iconoclast. I, I, wear, guess I like point. wearing baseball caps. What's wrong with baseball caps? Uh, but they've, they've been deemed now to, to you're immature, Good. you look like a frat boy, and they're trying to design them to look more like a dad hat, which I don't oh, even know. Dad, dad the hats whole fashion you, industry. Dad hats where you, you completely just you bend the bill. It can't be. The dad hat is it cannot be flat at all right that's what a dad hat is yeah it's got to be worn and it's got to be sweaty and it has to have stains on it that would be the ultimate i my wazoo uh foot my wazoo hat is the ultimate dad is that right yeah 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 you're not supposed to wear it anymore Ah, if you want to be fashionable i'll bring it back but i don't think you do want to be fashionable Uh, no based on what you're wearing today you you look like you fell out of bed and just threw that on that's how it always that's how it always goes about right uh kicking cancer at century link field uh we've been talking about this uh join us thursday june 28th from three o'clock to four thirty Prior to the Stadium Cup Finals at CenturyLink Field for the KJR staff versus listeners grudge match. Uh, you can uh, purchase tickets to play online at sportsradiokjr.com uh, forward slash cancer. Uh, proceeds going to Strong Against Cancer. What do you get for your package when you buy? 400 bucks. You get a one roster spot to play in the KJR staff versus listener match. You get one custom kick and cancer at CenturyLink Field t-shirt. You get two, I repeat, two sweet tickets. Uh, for a predetermined Seattle Sounders uh, football match, and you get or soccer match, and you get one Seattle Sounders FC scarf. So, how many more people do we have? Who is our KJR team again? There, Jack. The roster currently is Softy, yourself, Slickhawk, Shockey, Niner Nate, Curtis Crabtree, Donald Watts is going nice. to join. Yeah, uh, Danny Jackson and Wade Weber, who are do the Sounder broadcast. Former Sounder okay. captain Danny Jackson, S two assistant coach Wade Weber, and myself. So that makes ten of us. We need two more people. And Chuck you, gave me the hard no this morning. Hard, what has he got going on? Uh, family. So it was a soft no. I thought fading to a hard no. I heard Just, the exact first answer. Of all, I know, I've known Chuck for for well. We, we've worked together. First of all, he doesn't like his family. That's number one. 
Well, he, and he made no. He made it perfectly clear. He just does not appreciate. He doesn't like him. And right. everyone who has family in town needs a break. Right. Yeah. This we're all we're asking for here is your full ninety, Chuck. Your it full ninety actually is ninety minutes. Three thank o'clock you. to four thirty. Well, thanks. You know I can read there, fella. <laughs> I just realized that. I actually just it's realized good thing how you're here, Jackson. You know what? This just, is why I went I just to college, Jackson, that. for five and a half years. Yeah. Right there. That was just a light bulb in my head. The uh, the full and he can't spare himself. 90 minutes from his family to come and participate with listeners. Uh, well, yeah, there you good. go. Chuck doesn't like the people. Yeah. So he we need like two it. more we people. We need two more people right Did now. And reach I don't out know who to, to our guy, who, who's Levesque. The, who's our guy? Reach out to Levesque. Yeah, that, I'm He's waiting, not doing I'm waiting to hear back, but I'm not feeling too good about that. All right. I mean, so. But we've got two soccer We have two professionals that are going to play with us. We yeah. are. Wade Weber and Danny Jackson, both former players. Uh, they're both center backs, but uh, Danny's going to play in goal, and I think Wade's going to play right in what front a, of him wait, in, in what about, formation. What about your co-host, Loggerway? What's he doing? Can't he join us? Wasn't he a goalie back he in the day? He had to play at some point. He was. Well, get him Why can't point. he come out? This seems like a kick around he'd be he'd enjoy being a part of. Or is he too busy not spending money on players? That's what he's doing, uh, he's exactly. He's going to spend a lot of money if the reports are true. Raul Rui Diaz of Peru. All right, so we need two more players. We do. How many more players? How many more listeners do we need? Oh, that I don't know. It's just there's still spots available if you want to go on yeah, right now. I, okay? I haven't been told that all the spots are filled yet. There's only 12 total, yeah. so I don't know how many are left, but you got to get in on this right now. So go to sportsradiokjr.com forward, uh, forward slash cancer. If you want to play against a bunch, I'll repeat it again. A bunch of tubbos, because I'm a tubbo. If you want to play against a bunch of tubbos, <laughs> not Tennessee guys, tubbos, just not Tennessee regular tubbos, tubbos, like sports radio talk tubbos. We're a different breed. We're a, we're a, we're its own species. You want to play against us in a soccer match at CenturyLink Field, and also, so then you can brag to your friends that you beat us. And why wouldn't you want to brag about that? And then also get uh, two tickets to uh to the uh, to the suite. Uh, for a soccer match later this summer, also uh, a, a T-shirt and a scarf. Log on to sportsradiokjr.com forward slash cancer. Time's running out. Space is limited. We only need 12. So we only have 12 spots. Uh, it's Thursday, June 28th, 3 to 4.30. All benefiting Strong Against Cancer and the uh, KJR Cares-a-thon benefiting Seattle Children's Hospital. As my wife always loves when I say this, it's for the kids. Do the right thing. It's for the kids. All right, uh, coming up at uh, in this hour, our next segment coming up shortly, uh, Denard Spann's going to join us all the way from New York City. The M's uh, taking on the Yankees later this afternoon. Felix Hernandez, the king, is on the mound. So nice. So nice. I got you. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. One more time, if you want to sign up, kicking cancer, CenturyLink Field, Thursday, June 28th, you'll take on the KGR staff from 3 to 4.30 the, uh, prior to the Stadium Cup Finals. Log on to sportsradiokjr.com forward slash cancer. Uh, you can be one. we got 12 spots uh, open. Uh, you get a roster spot to uh, play against the KGR staff on the CenturyLink Field in a, in a uh, soccer match. How long is it again? 20 minutes? Two 20-minute halves, and you'll uh, face both KJR teams. So we have two exhausted. teams of six. So. Uh, can I be on the first team so then I can just rest and watch everybody no, else? No, you then have to play against the other listener oh, team in the second my half. Lord, over under on injuries for KJR staff. Oh, all twelve. 
Will they have? Really? Will they have the little World War II era stretcher that they run out when a person gets hurt? <laughs> it's like well, you know, medicine is advanced to oh. b- brilliant levels, except in soccer, where when you're hurt, they bring out this little stretcher, like a field stretcher. You should get that. And then they carry you off, and then miraculously they sprinkle some water on you, and you're healed, and you can get up and run back on the pitch. I am going to just on purpose, like fall down on the ground repeatedly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going. It's to called do. flopping. Yeah, flopping. I'm just going to jump on the ground. Oh my God! Someone shot me, and then I'm going to bounce up. Back. I'm going to bounce up right away. Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. Good to go. Uh, I'm all- so if you <laughs> want to sign up, sportsradiokjr.com uh, forward slash cancer. All raising money for a great cause, an absolute great cause. Uh, Strong against cancer and the KJR Caresathon, benefiting uh, the Seattle Children's Hospital. So uh, again, that event Thursday, June 28th, from uh, three. To four thirty, tickets again still available. Taking on, taking on us. Uh, you get to, again a spot to play against us. You also get two tickets to the Sweet uh, Predetermined C uh, Sounders match later this summer. Uh, a scarf and a T-shirt. I mean, what else do you want from us? We're That's a giving... pretty good package there. Uh, we got no score. Twenty third minute, Spain, Espanol, and uh, Iran. My team, Iran. Wouldn't you like to be watching Spain. this with the Iron Sheik? I would love to be watching this right now with the Iron Sheik. Wouldn't yeah, that be something? That would be. That'd just be to see him. I want a, just a running commentary uh-huh. on this. And and again, if you're on Team Puckett, I don't even know who took me in our World Cup draft. Uh, you are rooting hard for Iran. Yeah. By the only time we're rooting hard for Iran That's right. is right now yeah. to take out Spain because Jackson's got Spain. And, and we and, want Jackson out. And and are, are Jackson's people rooting for Spain, or are they probably on your side too? Just I think I flipped them. Yeah. No, they're of course the, he, the guy who picked Jackson, of course, is rooting for Spain. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so Mike Mike and Ballard went with you, Puck. Mike and Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, you, Mike and Ballard. Ballard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh he he said he's sorry. As we wait for Denard Spann, who will join us from New York City here momentarily, uh, the M's and Yankees getting set to take on uh, the uh, the game today. Four o'clock. Felix is on the mound uh, for Seattle. He's apologized four days after the U.S. Open. Phil Mickelson. Oh, finally, has he? Yeah. Oh, he's finally uh, apologized. I he made said, a mockery. Yes, he said uh, today to various. He did the uh, the car wash. Of what, guys. What, what, like he uh, went to like Golf Channel, then he went to like the guy at the I Golf see. Digest, yeah, right, right. Then he went to the guy at like Golf.com, and then like, you know, Putty, you know, he went to like the, the birdies and bogeys.com, and mm-hmm. then he went to ESPN to all say the same thing. What exactly he, is he apologizing for? He says, I know uh, this should have come sooner, uh, but it's taken me a few days to calm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, uh, he actually did this in a statement. My anger and frustration got the best of me last weekend. I'm embarrassed and disappointed by my actions. It was clearly not my finest moment. I'm sorry. I don't mean it to be disrespectful if anyone took it the wrong way, uh, but I didn't mean to do anything bad. There you go. Phil Mickelson, people's champion. Sorry. He is the people's champion. He is the people's champion. So he's apologized for it. He's admitted that he, he did something wrong after saying afterwards he did nothing wrong. Has the USGA apologized for having a golf course that was, you know, Basically out of control on Saturday you know afternoon? What? I, I wanted to bring that. We didn't talk about it enough. See, I don't... You don't think they... That no, they, I no. thought they were fine. And I think people yeah. get so overworked about this, especially mm-hmm. right. the players on this thing. It's supposed to be difficult. Right. It's not supposed to be easy. I mean, I, I watch it every single week. And, okay, so on Saturday, which everyone lost their mind on Saturday, there was one whole 15, which they admit, and it was right, that it was put on a green in which... You literally just couldn't land it on there. It's going to roll off. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the U.S. Open, one, I don't want what happened last year to Aaron Hills. 
I don't want these guys shooting 16 under. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I watch it every single week, and when they hit 25 under. Par is supposed to be what you're supposed to shoot. Yeah, and, right? and I and now I like the regular peach. Like, the traveler starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, the winning score is going to be whatever, 20, 17 yeah, under. Right, right. And guys are going to be firing at the pins and getting birdies, and it's all fun. I mean, it's... It's the motto of the PGA Tour. Their hashtag is live under par. Mm, right. And it makes sense because sure. what do people want to see? They, they want to yeah, see right. low scores. Right. Like, you, like you know, the sport that I always follow is religiously you follow yeah. golf, auto racing. They're, I don't want to watch a bunch of guys driving 60 miles an hour. If I want to do that, I'll drive home. And I yeah. want to see people driving at 200 going, you know, really doing stuff. And I would say for... Same for golf fans. But how, about a, how about for baseball fans? Um, yeah. You, you know, I, I think the hardcore baseball fan, like... Whatever I, I appreciate a two one game. Mm-hmm. See, this is how I bring it back to to golf for a second. Like I like two one. I also like you know the other day my in laws were or my 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 mother in law was in town. We were watching the uh, the Rockies game. The Rockies beat like uh, who was it Arizona? It was like fifteen to thirteen. Right. Okay, I'll appreciate that. That's fun. Yeah. So that's kind of like the PGA Tour to me. The U.S. Open to me is it's supposed mm-hmm. to be difficult, mm-hmm. and the guys complain about it every single year mm. it's about being too difficult because they're not sh- shooting the scores that they want to shoot you think brooks kepka's kepka's mad about the course no or I jordan yeah. spieth or yeah. whoever i mean i want these guys to struggle but isn't it now it's it's twice the two times they've had it at shinnecock they've had kind of similar things happen let me ask you this is as a, a, a how fair is it that they then adjust the course mid-tournament, even mid-day sometimes, that depending on when you tee off, you may be playing under much different conditions? Is that just part of Now, I, I get it. If the weather changes, that's one thing. That's yeah, the nature. I don't, I mean. Did if, they water it all, like, during the round? Well, they, they, I mean, they water, but I don't think they, I mean, they didn't change the whole, they didn't change the pin place, mm. placements during the tournament. Did they make it I, easier, though, to land on some of the greens? Well, I think when people green got, to hold it. they can't control the weather. Right, I understand that. They yeah, they can't control like the wind, mm-hmm. and so like on Saturday, the wind was worse off. As, you know, as the day went on, the wind got worse. They can't, they can't do anything about that. And listen, I mean, it's you're in New York this time of year. It's warm, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure back when they designed the course, a hundred years ago, did they have the irrigation system back then? Well, I don't know. I, I'm I, not I, an I irrigation would, expert. I would think no, right? So <laughs> well, I guess my point would be like in 1920. When they're play, yeah. when they're playing on that course, the way it was designed, I, I bet it was hard and fast. Yeah. I guess the issue that people have is with the greens. Like, right. should the greens be this fast? Well, my counter to that would be, this: these guys, okay, that course was 7,500 yards. Mm-hmm. Guys are hitting irons off the tee. Right. Like, you can't, you can't make courses big enough anymore for these guys. Right. So there has to be some way to make them struggle. To adjust, and, and to get it back to, again, what the true idea of golf yeah. was, which is that the best players should shoot so, par or just under. And I... Not way under. And I think one of those ways to make it more difficult is, yeah, to speed up the greens, to make mm-hmm. it more difficult because we can't make the course long enough. Every one of these guys hits it over 300 yards. Jordan Spieth is considered not a long hitter. Mm-hmm. He drives it 300 yards. Right. And right. that's that's short. Yeah. You know, there, uh, you know I know there was a, there's a hole there that's downhill, but you had two guys hit 400-yard drives. Yeah. So there's got to well, be something... I don't know. I appreciate the car wreck nature of it. Yeah, and I mean, and just to, to bring it for people who maybe don't know how what what these guys are capable of. What do you? What would you pull out of your bag if you're 200 yards from the green? 200 yeah. yards from the green. Yeah, let's say, and you're trying uh, to hit it. I have a like a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, like between a four and a five? Yeah, a hybrid or or I would like a five iron. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the pros are gonna are gonna hit uh, 200 yards for those. A pro, a pro an I don't eight. Know. 
like a seven. May, yeah, yeah. Just that they're yeah. they're you know the, the, what they do is unbelievable. It's... They're they're in, the the distance that these guys play with now. Mm-hmm. That's why these guys like you, you either have to make the you either have to trick out the course like they did mm-hmm. to make it extremely difficult, and especially with like the greens, or then you need to change the equipment. Right. Either dial right. back the drivers, dial back the, the drivers specifically, or really what they should is dial back the ball. And right, Nicholas yeah. has been on this forever. Make the ball like a restricted flight ball. You've gone to a driving range before. Sure, yeah, yeah. They've restricted yeah. flight balls. Yeah. Take back, you know, change it up. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, but he's apologized today. The people's champion. This is this is good. I, I I feel I'll be able to rest a lot easier tonight, knowing that that things are settled again for the time being. Uh, we're gonna wait for uh, Denard Span's gonna join us from uh, New York City again. The M's taking on the Yankees uh, later today. Again, go back to Felix for a second here. I don't think it's a big start. I mean, my God, we're talking about what game is this? We're talking about uh, them winning their 47th game of the year. Mm-hmm. But the way that, like based on our poll question yesterday, yeah, and the way that the season's gone for Felix, like I think that anyone, whatever sport you can appreciate that guy who was once the superstar who's kind of, who now has taken some hits, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's right. taken on water. That you kind of are intrigued because he has struggled this year to find out what he can go out and do today on a huge stage like this right. because the you know the local narrative has been and probably the national narrative is, is, has been as well as listen this guy's lost and he's done i mean the national you know people in new york city remember king felix throwing 96 97 right. they probably don't recognize this version of felix that will take them out today in new york sure yeah no no, no doubt and it is a bigger game i guess what you're saying a bigger game for him than for the m's yeah Right now, this is you know this is just you don't want to lose three in a row. You haven't lost two in a row for a while now. You don't you don't want to. That being said, if you go out and lose tonight, eight to one, and Felix is done by the third inning, that's a disaster all the way across. Yes. If you go out and lose three to one, and Felix pitches strong through seven innings, all right, you lost and that's no good. But hey, you know what? You'll feel good about some of what you saw as you try to build some momentum for this. Yeah, game. I mean, you just you don't want to see him get shelled. I mean, no one wants to see that. When mm-hmm. you're like moving forward with this guy as your, as your pitcher, you want to see him come out and be able to deliver another performance like he's been able to do here recently. He does. I, You know, we got the debate yesterday about him and, and, again, LeBlanc and all this, you know, and who would you want in that one game. He does always have the theater theater in mind when he comes mm-hmm. and he yeah. takes them out, especially in these historic ballparks. And he's always, for the most part, been able to, to deliver. Um you know, it's like, again, I go back to what my buddy texted me last night, and when he texted me this screenshot of the poll question, he basically was like sad. Like, this this just stinks. Right, sure. That we feel this way. Mm-hmm. Not that he wasn't mad at people voted for, because like I voted for him to be taking the rotation. Mm-hmm. But it's just sad that we're here now, that we've wasted so much of his career with bad teams. Yeah. That's what stinks about it. You, you've got a talent. I mean, that's that's unfortunately a little bit of a legacy for the M's right now is the amount of individual talent they've had in this town over the years in various times, yeah. without any, you know, without an AL, without even an ALCS, an AL championship, yeah. a World Series appearance to show for. Forget a World Series win for a second. I take an appearance, oh, God, and, and yeah. it's amazing with with the amount of talent that they've had over the years. They haven't been able to do it, and now, and I'm not saying these guys are going to the World Series, but here they got their best team in a while, and their their one big stud superstar of the last decade is is having trouble controlling. You, you would you can make a good viable argument with Felix, could you not? That he's probably the most. Where does he rank in terms of like the most beloved athlete in this town? He's right in the at history, the top. right? He's, I mean, right at the top. 
I mean, we're always too early to do goat talk, or mm-hmm. we could also do Mount Rushmore talk. Right. Right. Now, we have to. I save that till mid July for that. Let, yeah. To do Mount Rushmore talk. But who are uh, the beloved M's? But he is. We don't have to rank them. Just who are no, the beloved M's icons? This guy is. He's Felix. Like, what Ichiro, Junior, well, Edgar. Those are, those are, I mean, those are, you, you would say no to the, to Junior and Edgar? No, I, no to Ichiro. I don't know. About, I don't no know to Ichiro. Ichiro. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know. He was here. He just, did an awful lot while he was here. The point being, that's, that's what, that's the company level. That's the he, level. And I think everyone, I don't think this city is pulled for one individual more in a team sport to get to the playoffs than Felix. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I can't think of another. I mean, anybody on the Sonics come to mind back in the day or? And the the Sonics, guy that you, you pulled, know, I, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying as a team, now they were always in the playoffs. That's though. the thing, yeah. They they had plenty of, you know, the Sonics, you could turn around and go, look, you guys had your chances. Yeah. You had your chances, and it just never worked out for a variety of reasons. You know, with the M's, and, and Felix, like, geez, it just didn't never, he's never had that opportunity. The Seahawks, I mean, the Seahawks got to the postseason, obviously, you know, in the heyday of, of Largent, they were in the postseason. I, I mean, think that would be the one where you'd probably say, I wish he would have experienced more playoff. No, here's Action an, would be Largent. Here's a better one is uh, Cortez. Cortez. Yeah, Cortez, a lovable athlete. Exactly God rest right. his soul. Uh, great player and and got to play in one playoff game in his entire career. You know, you kind of look at it and go, gee, that's just, that's not right. I think Cortez and Felix are the perfect comp, are the perfect comp. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're exactly right. He was the most dominant player. Hell, he was the most dominant position player of his generation. And then his teams were, were terrible. They're just, you know, very uh, terrible to average. Yeah. And then, I mean, hell, he was the defensive player of the year in a team. They won two games. Two and 14. That'll never happen again. And then look at Felix. He wins a Cy Young when he wins. How many, what, what did he win that year? Like 13 or 14, like wasn't nothing it? Nothing in the, in yeah. the whole, you know, but he was God so bless, dominant. God bless Sabermetrics at that time to yeah. really get in his, get on his side in order for him to push him to win the Cy Young. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think him and, yeah, Felix and Cortez are probably the most beloved athletes in this town in order to, you know, be able to to get to the postseason. And everyone's pulling for him. I mean, right. I, I think that's just what makes it tough is kind of the side story this year to this baseball team is that he's just not having the season that, that he once had, and he's never going to be that pitcher that he was, you know, five, six years ago. Right, which right. Is kinda, yeah. Which just stinks. But you know what? Again, back to it. If he goes out tonight, goes seven strong innings, yeah. and all of a sudden you say, okay, now three out of the last four outings he's been okay. You know, it. You're looking for some. We're all rooting for this, I think. I mean, there's probably some people out there rooting for him to fail because people are just weird. The majority, the vast majority of his fans like, look, yeah, let's get this. This guy can help us. Yeah. He can help us a lot. I would hope people aren't rooting for him to fail. There's going to be a handful yeah, that, of pups that, that, that just are. That's that the way people are. That would be terrible. I mean, if people are like actively root, like for him to go out tonight and just like stink it up so that we can get him out of the rotation. One, he's not going to go out. Well, yeah, that, right, right. I mean, that's the other thing. He, he may mysteriously land on the DL. Uh-huh. I mean, if I think he has a couple more bad starts, I could see that happening. Yeah, what the guy says, give him his dignity, fake an injury. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, that's dignified. Get, get, get the knee drained, you know, get the water <laughs> drained from his knee. To that might happen. Able, yeah, I mean, I think that that would probably be kind of a, of a scenario, I would say. All right, uh, the M's, Yankees are coming up later this afternoon. Felix, again, as we mentioned, is on the mound. Uh, tonight here for the M's, they try to bounce back after losing game one of that series to New York. Denard Span, newly acquired Denard Span, uh, he has arrived at the stadium. He's ready to go. He's going to put lotion on first. That's right. That's right. Before we have Don't him tell on. Leech. But Denard Span is going to join us live from uh, Yankee Stadium next. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Span drives one. Right field. 
Radio Show, Puck and Gas, live from the Carter Volkswagen studio. The man who uh, authored one of that great play now joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, live from Yankee Stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Newly acquired outfielder, Denard Span. Hi, Denard. How are you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate the, the round of applause. That's okay. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Would you like to uh, have your acceptance speech? Go ahead. I don't know what you're <laughs> accepting, but if you'd like to thank people, this is the time to do it. Uh, I'll, I'll pass the time on this one, guys. Uh, how are things? That obviously not the way you guys wanted to go last night, but um, you get you have another opportunity to get after them uh, today. How has your time, the transition from uh, Tampa Bay uh, now here to uh, Seattle, been uh, been for you guys? Um, it's been, uh, you know, it's been an interesting one, you know, uh, it was the first, you know, getting the news of the trade, uh, you know, caught me by surprise and shock, but, uh, you know, finally, um, you know, once getting up to Seattle and, and, uh, you know, getting acclimated with the team and, and, uh, you know, just realizing that, you know, I have a, uh, legitimate opportunity here to, uh, you know, do something special, um, and, and go to the postseason, you know, with a ball club like this, um, and also, you know, just seeing the, the, the pretty, Lake Washington, mm-hmm. the mountains and stuff like that. You know, I forgot about Tampa right away. <laughs> now, for people who don't know, you grew up in Tampa. You were you were, you were born and raised in Tampa, and so it was kind of special for you to play play in Tampa. And I know it was kind of hard for you and your family, and, and you have a, a a young child. You're married yeah. and all that, and so it was it was tough to kind of leave them. Gas, you you may not know this, what the thing about Denard, he's not only he's not even the most famous athlete. In his home, I was going to ask him. He's not. A, I was going to see how honest he is yeah. if we ask him who's the best athlete First in the family. Of all, yeah, he's a okay. Oh, he's man. a professional baseball player. Whoop dee! His <laughs> wife is a gold medal award winner in no, ice hockey. He won a silver, silver. Oh, silver. Well, silver. you know what? I, silver is as good as gold. She's an Olympic athlete, Denard. What have you accomplished <laughs> in your life? I uh, I haven't accomplished that. I don't have any silver <laughs> hanging up in my in my house. Does Does she ever like you? Know, you guys are married, and then we're you know when you're married, sometimes you have a little disagreement. Does she ever when you're having a disagreement? Does she say, "Oh, I'm sorry, Denard, honey, I couldn't hear you. I'm polishing my silver medal over here." <laughs> nah, she, uh, that's, that's that's not even there in her DNA. Oh, yeah. She's funny. probably the most humblest person that you would ever meet um but you know every now and then we'll we'll uh go back and forth about you know who's the best athlete and, sure you know who, who you know who can beat who in, in whatever competition or it, whatever but uh that's about, that's about that's about the gist of it is it competitive around the house when you guys do things most definitely oh most definitely yeah we you know it'll like i said it'll come out you know just subtle subtle things subtle times um you know what whether we reminisce or whatever you know we we worked out the same Jim, um, one of my uh, two of my off seasons, and and uh, you know we always talk about you know just who can run the fastest or whatever. I obviously <laughs> know she can she can beat me on skates. I've never skate you know put on ice skates ever. So yeah, um, but you know just little things. Yeah, tell tell her if she wants you to get right. on skates, she can step in and you know face a fastball or a slider from somebody and, and see how that works out. For and she retired hey, right. Your your wife's name is Ann, and she stepped away from hockey, and you guys are starting yeah, a family. Is that right? Retired. Yes, sir. She's yeah. retired now, and now she's uh, you know, she's she's full time mom. Does she ever? Does she ever not with the skates on, but maybe in the hallway have the uniform on and then just cross check you into the wall <laughs> because maybe nah. she's upset about you that you did something. Nah, she never done that. That's the thing about it. Off the ice, she's probably the nicest person you would never think that yeah. she uh, was a hockey player because yeah. she's the nicest person ever. But 
when she gets on that ice, it's a different story. Once, uh, oh, uh, once you join the team, and, and you, you listen, you, you're leaving your hometown, you, you come to Seattle, but you join a team now is on the thick of a playoff race. Well, the adjustment period, what has that been like for you? And then joining a team like this, what have you noticed being with these guys in the, the period that you have been, because you haven't been with them all year long, what have you learned yeah. about this group inside this clubhouse? Uh, the very close knit. Um, you know, I think a lot of these guys, you know, it's, it's crazy. You would have thought that, um, you know, majority of these guys would have been playing together, you know, um, for years, you know, whether it be through minor leagues or whatever, but that's not the case here. You know, a lot of guys have come, like I have come over here, like through trades and, but, you know, everybody is, is on one accord and one page and just, just having a good time more than anything. That was the first thing that I noticed, um, after being there for the first, first couple of days is that, you know, the the mood was light and everybody was loose and, you know, everybody just was enjoying each other's company. Denard, you've been to the postseason four times, and what that tells me is you've played a lot of big games in September with teams where they yeah. were in a position where they had to win. So you yeah. you know what that's like. That's something the M's don't have a lot of experience in the clubhouse of that. So your acquisition, in my mind, was huge for that. But can you impart that on guys, or do they have to go through it on their own? Are there things you can tell them about what it's like to be in those games and how you win those games, or is it something you have to go through and learn on your own? I think it's a combo of both. I mean, you, you won't never, you know, you don't never get that experience until you actually are thrown into the fire, and that's you know that's the best way you can teach uh, learn from that. But um, you know, having guys like myself and, and Nelson and um, even even Robbie that have been, um, you know, in the playoffs and, and have experience, you know, like while we're having our meetings and pregame stuff and even during, you know, those, those tough games, that that's when, you know, our um, expertise or, or experience or whatever can, can uh, rub off by the way, you know, we go about our business, you know, speaking up in meetings, you know, just, just trying to um, constantly um, remind, you know, guys to, to settle down or, or, you know, slow the game down, you know. Because you know, once the playoffs start, things get sped up, and and uh, you know, just 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 being just being that presence in, in the clubhouse and uh, in the locker room. Denard uh, Span is our guest from Yankee Stadium, joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, Puck and Gas. To that, Denard, how because you've had you've had that that type of experience before, and you are you are a leader. How much? How long do you wait to kind of interject yourself into that with this with this group with with a new group of guys? Is that hard? Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Because I, I mean, because at, at first, you know, um, you want to, you know, just try to, you know, fit in as, as much as possible. Um, you want to let your play on the field, you know, do the talking as well. But um, you know, for me, like, I'm not a huge, huge vocal person, but you know, I, or, or should I say, I don't like to just um, hear myself talk. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm gonna say something, it's uh, I'm gonna it's, it's gonna be profound, and I'm gonna pick my spot so that when I do say something, you know, it it hopefully will um, will, will last, you know, or just have a lasting effect. Um, so I think it's just about timing. Um, you know, once you just get in there, and and you gotta, you know, you gotta you gotta earn the trust of of. Of, of my new, te- I have to earn the trust of my new teammates. You know, as a new player coming in, by you know hustling, you know playing the game the right way, preparation and stuff like that. And and obviously, you know, I've been in this league for a while, but you know, I know they're on this ball club, so I have to earn their respect before I can just come in and and uh, you know direct things. 
And and Denard, all good on you for for being a guy who wants to make a difference. You've like a lot of major league players. You've you've been in a few cities in your career, and you've kept yeah. this Denard Span Foundation thing going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yes, saw sir. the story last week that some people are trying to help you. I, I love the mission of it. That one of the things you're doing is just to to buy a car for a family in need because reliable transportation is something a lot of us just take for granted, and it's yeah. something that really can make the difference. It's it's cool that you've kept this going. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. I, you know, I. Got to give a big shout out to Lookout Landing. You know, we didn't even ask them to to write a story about that, and you know, and and I've been in Seattle now for maybe three weeks, and you know, for them to you know write the story, and and um, we've already reached half our goal within a week or so, and uh, you know, like I said, I've been in Seattle for three weeks, and mm. and um, coming from my um, my foundation, they said majority of the the donations have been from the Seattle Washington area, so that's you know, just just shows me what type of fans uh, this team has and what type of people they are. And, um, but yeah, it, it's obviously going for a good cause. And like you said, you know, people take for granted um, um, transportation. Um, you know, I remember you know growing up and and having a carpool, and and you know, my mom was only could only be you know at one place at one time. So you know, we would have to you know find a way to to get to and from practice and and school and. And all these different things. So uh, we're just, you know, just trying to do, you know, it's something small with something so so big, and, and trying to help, um, you know, help a family out. And Jonathan, I, I would imagine that was kind of the genesis of this and starting this foundation. For sure, yeah. Because I grew up in a single single mother home, and um, so yeah, that, that's what our, our foundation is uh, geared towards um, helping. Does uh, you've got to know some of these guys? You've known them from afar. Have, are you amazed that that Felix just talks as much as he talks? Do you ever say, Felix? "Dude, can you just stop talking"? <laughs> Who is that? Uh, Felix Hernandez. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what? He hasn't. You know, we, we've we've had some conversations, but he hasn't. Um. You know, he hasn't talked my ear off yet. I, oh, I, he I will. can't say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think we're. You know, as each day goes by, he's getting more and more comfortable with me. Um. But yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a few guys on this team that um, you know I didn't, I wasn't sure what to expect, you know, just from competing against them right. or whatever, and uh, just seeing that you know that they're you know not that I didn't think that they would be good guys or whatever, but you know you just never know what a person is like, you know, um, outside of you know when you're competing against them. All right, Denard, I know we'll uh, we'll cut you loose. I know you got to get ready for a game coming up later. We thank yeah. you for jumping on, but let, before you go, we like to throw out a quick rapid fire questions to you, okay? Kind of fun, rapid-fire questions. You answer these as fast as possible. The first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Let's do it. All right, you spent five years in Minnesota. That's when you started off your career. Have you ever had hot dish? No. Do you know what hot dish is? No. The tater tot casserole. I can't believe you spent five years there. You never had a hot dish. Unbelievable. All right. No, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, your wife wife played hockey, the Olympic hockey silver medal. We're going to get a hockey team here in Seattle in about a year. It's going to oh, come really? here. Yeah, the NHL is going to come here. We can't okay. decide which name we like more, Metropolitans or Totems. What do you like? Metropolitan. Okay. Now, this is pretty cool. We didn't come up. We didn't bring this up yet. You know who his idol was growing up? Who's that? Ken Griffey Jr. Really? He gets to patrol the same center field as Ken Griffey Jr., which is, I think, pretty cool. So, yeah. r- all time. You can only have one all-time best center fielder, Ken Griffey Jr. or Mike Trout. 
What? <laughs> you got it. You only can have one, Denard. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. It definitely isn't Mike Trout. I oh, I love Mike Trout, but it ain't him. Yeah, it's Junior, isn't it? Somebody, yeah, somebody in my my peer is not my favorite player. Never. Okay, that's right. So I'm kid. going with somebody that I root for as a kid. All right. Mike Trout is a hell of a baseball player, okay. but he will never be my favorite baseball player. All right. All right. So King Griffey Jr. All right. I'm King, sorry. King Griffey Jr. Got, all right. So you were a football you were a football player growing up. You almost took a scholarship to play college football, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did your did your research? Oh, well, listen, I got nothing else going on, and we only work three hours a day, so I have other stuff to do. So I would assume you grew up being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Yeah, I guess by default. Okay. Now, do you yeah. prefer the Buccaneers' old uniforms, the creamsicles, or the new ones? I go with the old schools. Yeah, great nice. call. Yeah. God, nice. I love it. The old Doug Williams ones. God, I love yeah. those uniforms. Yeah. All right, final, most important question. Baseball player, it's it's very important how you answer this because if, if you answer it one way, our relationship might not continue. Okay. Last question for you, Our Most important question. Do you put ketchup on a hot dog? I don't. Denard Span, you are a fine human being. Number one in my heart right now are you, Denard Span. Uh, go get them later today. We'll be we'll be rooting for you. Uh, welcome to Seattle. We love having you here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. There, Denard Span, Mariners outfielder. For you. Yeah. How about that? Is I, we probably should have spent more time on it. Yeah. Growing up as idol was Ken Griffey Jr. How, think about that for a second. Who was your idol growing up? I don't know. Uh... Do you have one? You know, I'm, I'll tell you what. Interesting enough, my favorite baseball player was Gaylord Perry. Okay, loved Gaylord, but way before his Marin, way like when he was a giant. Okay, so imagine, so it was a giant. Uh, it was a giant. I don't know why. Ma- I picked imagine it. you being a pitcher and yeah. you're and you're pitching for the Giants, mm-hmm. like on the same mound, Gaylord Perry. Like right. for me, my idol growing up was is, was Peyton. Yeah. Imagine like. I right. got drafted by the Sonics, and I was the point guard like after Peyton, yeah. and I could play the Sonics. This guy gets to patrol center field, the same center field, and I know it was only for, what, a year or two, mm. that uh, King Griffith Jr. patrolled. And that yeah. was his idol growing up. That's pretty awesome. And I was an idol of a lot of the Indiana Pacers. A better fit for yeah, me would be going going. out and playing for the Pacers and be like Roger Brown. Yeah. Or, or Mel Daniels. It's awesome. It's yeah. very cool. Uh, thanks to uh, Denard Spam. Thanks to uh, the Mariners for putting them on. Uh, we really do appreciate Yankees AMs coming up uh, later today from Yankee Stadium. Coming up next after headlines with Neil Scott, it's a lunch with listeners. John Howie is also going to join us in the 12 o'clock hour. Oh, it's not Neil Scott. It's Curtis Calhoun. We're waiting for our Wagyu. All right, where's our Wagyu? It's a Wagyu Wednesday, and you still haven't delivered us lunch. Curtis Calhoun has got headlines five minutes from now.